Welcome to the Festival of the Mind podcast from the University of Sheffield. In this episode, writer and performer Christopher Green presents The Age of Love, an audio play about an older Sheffield couple encountering sexual difficulty. The play is based on Dr Sharon Inchliffe's research on sexual well-being in later life. The Age of Love The Age of Love Well, hello. You're listening to another of our Ward Thirsty podcast series, The Age of Love, and I'm Flavia Adelanta. Hi. As usual, don't forget to subscribe, to donate if you're in any way able to do as such, and don't forget to like. So, to the uninitiated, what is the age of love, I hear you ask? Well, each episode of our Attention Hungry Project features a real-life couple telling their story themselves, deeply personally, in their words, in their way. Are couples binary, non-binary, conforming, non-conforming, in all shades and in all flavours, or none, have in common that they've managed to overcome some kind of relationship issue together? And through their audio diaries, they're going to inspire the rest of us mere mortals how to achieve couple nirvana. This week is a lovely pair of human beings from the north of England, which is such fun. I love that. They are Frank and Joy. They will tell us themselves about their journey, which I won't say anything about at this stage, and their navigation through that particular journey. But I don't think it's being disempowering to say that this journey does contain quite a lot of downs and thankfully, eventually, a lot of ups. (laughs) Oops, no, sorry, spoiler alert. Oh dear, my producer's pulling a face. Sorry, Serafina, naughty Flavia. (laughs) So, whilst I have a glass of water to wash down the foot I just put in my mouth, I'd like you to welcome to the age of love your new best friends, Joy and Frank. The age of love. Oh, that's a get up. Go on. That's it. Oh. <coughs> Hi. Hello. I'm Joy. Ouch! Hang on. The duvet's falling on me head. Chichibuk. Soundproofing, etc. Right, right, oh. Yes. I'm Joy. Oh, I said that. Oh, it's off. Right, okay. My friend, Maureen, told me about The Age of Love. She likes them, the podcasts. She's got three Mastiffs and they need a lot of walking. (laughs) And I like them too. (laughs) It's like gossip, but with folks you don't know. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I've listened to all of them. Well, not all, because to be honest, there are a lot. But a lot, and I really liked them. And I thought I'd like to do one myself about, you know, about Frank. Well, me and Frank. Well, Frank, really. Because, 
It's been life-changing. It really has. <laughs> and I'd like to think it could help other people. I'd never heard anyone talking about this stuff. Nobody like me, anyway, like us. So I emailed. They emailed back. They posted out this recording thingy with instructions about making a home studio with a duvet and such. And so far, so good. I'm quite proud of myself. <laughs> Usually when it comes to uh, technology, I don't know whether I'm on this earth or fullers. But here we are, apparently. Good girl, Joy. <laughs> I'm not sure about my Frank. Not the, you know, the recording, the technology. The talking. Never his strong suit. He said he doesn't want to do it. I don't think he's embarrassed as such. Not anymore. Not about the sex. I think, well, to be honest, I think... Look, he's a lovely fella. He really is. I think the world of him. But often, with a lot of stuff, he just can't be up. Bothered. You know, sorry, I'll just dive in, shall I? Mm. We've always enjoyed making love. Ugh, I feel silly now. We've, we've never called it that. You know, we've always enjoyed sex, that side of life. We like a laugh, we like a drink, and we definitely like a bit of, or a lot of, Slap and tickle. <laughs> but gradually, well, very gradually, it sort of faded. But not so I'd really noticed as such. You know, like that yellow in our kitchen. I was thrilled with it years back. I did it after our Bryony, grasping at straws. Needed to have something bright in our lives. It was bright. Cheerful on a rainy winter's morning. It's more like a colour chart for a urine sample these days. Anyway, where were I? Yeah, we like fun. A night on the tiles, town, wherever, whatever. And afterwards, he'd sometimes not be able to... Uh, perform. Oh, come on, Joy. No beating around the bush, as it were. <laughs> His um, penis, you know wouldn't be up to the task. And gradually, like our kitchen, I sort of got used to it. Joy, what the hell are you doing in cupboard? I'm looking every bloody mouth I'm recording that thing, the podcast thing. Oh, come off it, Joy. I need some WD-40, I can't find none. I'm busy, Frank. It's called DIY for a reason. Do it yourself. Anyway, I won't be long. It's your turn next, any road. You can record your side. Fine. Right, be like that. I'll borrow some from Derek. Oh. Hmm. WD-40. <laughs> Trust him. Only lubricant he's comfortable with. You'll uh, cut that bit out, will you? The chat. Right oh then. <laughs> Ah, uh, where was I? Yes, uh, hmm. <laughs> the world's a bit mad, isn't it? <laughs> Here I am, stood up in my airing cupboard, talking to heaven's knows how many people about my husband's erections. <laughs> uh, this is one of the few times I'm grateful that my mother's dead. Mind you, 
She'd probably be more shocked by the state of my linen, to be honest with you. <laughs> Always thought my housekeeping left a lot to be desired. <laughs> hmm. I took the shelves out of the cupboard like they suggested. <laughs> and my mother would be right. It's been a long time since this has had a good bottoming. <laughs> Put it this way. <laughs> Some of the pillowcases at the back have got Bambi on them. <laughs> Some's got united And some Wednesday That's our Brian He never was good at making his mind up <laughs> That lad's fickle joy Frank used to say I'd shush him back then But thinking about it Our Brian's been divorced three times So Frank was probably spot on <sighs> Where was I? Oh, oh yes, yes His erections <laughs> Oh you know, over the years, though I say it as shouldn't, we got very good at, you know, sex. He liked it. I liked it. <laughs> My friends would talk about how useless their husbands were, how they never had, you know, orgasms and such, and I'd be amazed. <laughs> Lucky, I suppose. But we'd never had to really talk about it, apart from the obvious, you know. Keep going. <laughs> there, not there. There. <laughs> and the occasional, not likely, my lad. When he'd got ideas he'd picked up from a lord knows where. But after a few times of no, you know, pardon, I plucked up the courage and we talked about it. I reassured him and I told him not to worry. Oh, and then... Brainwave, I suggested a bit of dress-up, both of us. <laughs> you see, my lady friends were always on at me to host an Anne Summers. Now, I'd never been keen, to be honest. I'm not a prude, but I was very badly burnt with Tupperware and didn't want any kind of repeat performance. But I went along with it, and I got inspiration. Ordered some outfits for us, and then there we were, me and Frank, Wonder Woman and Superman. <laughs> well... Marvel Comics, it was not. It wasn't even Marvel Powdered Milk. But I wasn't South Yorkshire over 50s belly dance champion three years running by admitting defeat. I remembered that, you know, erotic massage that was big in the 80s. I was never struck because, as I think I've said, I'm not keen on doing a lot of washing. And I looked at a bottle of baby oil and our duvet and thought, that's going to result in pre-soak with vanish oxy action. It did. And it didn't bloody work. Then our Barbara said M&S had a lingerie sale on and I thought, bingo. Because I'd won some money at bingo. <laughs> so I splashed out and bought some fancy knickers and the kind of bra I never thought I'd ever own. Wasn't sure it was entirely aerodynamically possible, to be honest. Oi. How long are you gonna be? I'm hungry. Oh. I made some toast. Um, I, I burnt some toast. For crying out loud, Frank, I will not be long. And unless you you want to squeeze in here with me and talk about, you know. The tablets and that. Oh, I do not. I'll have to squeeze later, love, and leave talking to you. But only hope I'm hungry. Ugh. 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 
Oh, yeah, the bra and knickers. He liked them, but not all of him liked them. But in Mark's brilliant, their returns policy, I mean, I'm not saying I took him back after I wore them, but I might have done. The poshest second-hand shop in the country, my dad used to say. Well, and this is the point of this story. I'd been too shy to even think about talking to the doctor or counselling or whatever. But one day I was in the chemist for, let's just say, a regular purchase. And it was quiet and it was just the pharmacist and me in there. Been there for years, she has. Her son lent our Brian a two-man tent in the late 70s and I've been too embarrassed to be over-friendly with her ever since because it would be just like him not to give it back after he'd lost interest and I wasn't sure she didn't hold some sort of a grudge. Anyway, before I thought it through, or thought better of it, I plunged in and inquired. She asked a few questions and before I knew it, I was halfway home with a box of Viagra. Well, I don't like to go into too many details because it's private between him and me. And mostly because in this life there are, thankfully, some things you can't rightly put into words. You can only feel, not just down below, the technology of it all, which is very lovely, thanks for asking. But everything that goes along with it the little tiny things that I'd sort of forgotten about. <laughs> the plain footsie under the table. All the secret smiles when other folk aren't looking. A bit in the afternoon, on the sofa, whilst the football's on, and then blushing whenever you hear Jose Mourinho ever after, because it takes you right back. <laughs> like I'd forgotten how bright that yellow in our kitchen used to be. Hey! And guess what? He went to B&Q last week and bought some bright, bright yellow paint off his own bat. Did it all himself. <laughs> you need sunglasses at our breakfast bar nowadays. I will tell you this. He's that keen in the bedroom. I've been on page three of Fifty Shades for weeks. Hey, Joy, he says, coming out of the bathroom, starkers. <laughs> Oh, I'd better go. He'll burn the house down. Now, how do I turn this? Right, um, right, right, oh. Oh, bloody duvet. Going off in here. Typical joy. Um, right, is it on? Um, I'm not fussed about doing this, um, but all I'll say is, if you're asking me, I say, don't be proud. Ask for help. Not all of you be as lucky as I am with my, my joy. Seems to me, sex is something none of us really understand. It's all a massive joke, isn't it? So as my joy says, we might as well have a laugh. Lads, get over yourselves. There's worse things than having to talk about stuff like this. Ah, Bryony, that... That nearly killed me. This is no compared to real stuff of life. 
Dive in, lads. Girls, dive in. I never thought I'd um, feel this, um, um, I don't know, um, happy, I suppose, again. I'll be frank. It's all joy. Joy! Oh, I'm in airing cupboard. How'd you turn this thing off? The Edge of Love Hi, it's me again, Flavia. Oh, wasn't that lovely? I couldn't actually catch everything they said because of, um, you know, their um, voices. But gosh, I told you, it was a heartwarming, soul-searching, body-affirming story. And like all of our episodes, just shows you what you can achieve if you're brave, loving and humble enough to get over the shame and really talk to your other half. Which is probably why, as I say at this point in every podcast, why I'm single. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry, Seraphina, I know, yes, I know you've warned me. Okay, yes. The Age of Love is available wherever you usually get your podcasts, which you probably already know because you're already listening to it. So subscribe, like, donate, and I look forward to introducing you to another of our courageous couples next time on our binge-worthy series. I've been Flavia Atalanta, and that was The Age of Love. Bye-bye. Bye. Miss you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Yes, bye. Okay, bye. The Age of Love The Making of The Age of Love Hi, I'm Christopher Green. I'm a performer and writer. And we thought we'd give you a tiny bit of background into how this um, audio presentation came about for Festival of the Mind. So as um, I'm sure a lot of you are aware, um, Sharon Hinchliffe and um, Pete McKee had already collaborated on um, a, a project called The Age of Love um, in which Pete brilliantly made uh, visuals um, to, to sort of bring to life um, the research that Sharon has been doing uh, for several years now. And uh, this year for Festival of the Mind, um, I think the idea was that it would be really nice to turn it into um, something a little bit um, more vocal, something with the, a bit more of the interior of Frank and Joy. So I was approached and um, asked if I would um, write and produce um, a, a podcast, an audio presentation. And um, yeah, it was it was a, a great challenge. I know that um, Pete's work is hugely uh, revered um, within Sheffield. I'm from Sheffield originally, by the way. And um, I think the way into it for me was to sort of absorb all of the emotion um, in those brilliant, vibrant drawings that Pete had done. And then to go back to the academic papers that Sharon um, had worked on, some with, um, with colleagues. Uh, because in those papers were um, authentic voices from people that that uh, she'd interviewed over the years, and and those those are so fascinating. They're so clear and direct, and 
um, and, and alive and people are talking about very difficult things in a very um, direct way and that, that felt very refreshing. So I used a lot of that combined with the emotion of Pete's drawings to, to create um, this, this presentation. Uh, and I needed the framework, and so I thought it would be quite nice to do a gentle sort of Mickey take of, of podcasts. Um, I sort of like them, and I sort of don't. Um, I was raised on radio drama, both listening to it and then then started making um, radio for radio drama, and and I love it. And and I and sometimes I struggle with podcasts. I'm like, yes, get to the point. Where are we going with this? It's been 15 minutes, and nobody said anything yet. Um, <laughs> and I know that's the worst of them, but um, I so so I wanted to sort of create this framework where the authenticity and the and the simple. Uh, direct communication of Frank and Joy and the and the, their bravery and their humour was sort of surrounded by a lot of fluff, really. Um, so, th so I created this sort of endless series. I think there's probably like hundreds of episodes of the the fictional The Age of Love presented by Flavia. And um, yeah, I thought that that was sort of a nice contrast um, with the reality of, uh, of Frank and Joy. So I hope I hope that uh, comes across. It's been a, a real thrill to work on this and to turn the academic research and then the 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 the, the creative process um, that, that Pete had um, made, and then to sort of give it another layer, a different layer. Um, through this audio presentation. So it's been delightful for me and I hope you've enjoyed it. Hello, my name's Melanie Crawley and I play Joy in the Age of Love podcast. I was really pleased to be asked to play this character because, um, well, they're iconic, the couple of them, with the big mural of the snog in central Sheffield. And funnily enough, a few years ago, um, I used to work at the showroom cinema in the city, and I was in the bar when someone came in handing out these little, um, like, beer mats, and they had an image of the kiss of that famous mural on them and I pocketed as you do I pocketed a couple of them and I gave one to a friend and I've kept one and framed it so I've actually got Joy and Frank in the clinch in the kiss on my kitchen wall which is quite sweet and it's one of my favorite pictures actually in the whole house um and actually, it's not the first time either that I've worked on a Pete McKee project. Um, I was I played a character in a radio play called Classless, which was written and produced to accompany Pete's last big exhibition in Sheffield called This Class Works. And that was really, really fun. And it was really good to kind of do something that was, you know, based in Sheffield and, you know, um, kind of written by Sheffield writer and produced by a Sheffield radio company and everything. Um, but this has been really fun. I've never worked with Christopher before, and I think the script's fantastic and very funny, and I really hope that I've given Joy the right kind of voice that people think that she has, and, uh, yeah, I mean, she's a great character. She's funny, and you can imagine going for a really good night out with her and her, her mates, um, and what a marriage to aspire to, really. Uh, it's such a good project as well. I think it's something great that the university have kind of got behind um, to try and tackle this issue, because it really does make a difference, doesn't it, when you lose intimacy in your life. Um, finding it again sometimes really difficult. So anything that helps. And, um, yeah, coming in your ears, obviously, because of the lockdown, etc. So uh, this is the perfect medium. And 
I've really, really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I'm just I'm really glad to have been involved. Thanks. Hi, everybody. I'm Sharon Inchliffe, and the research that's been used to develop the Age of Love has come from various projects that I've been part of over the years. These projects have been about the intimate and sexual relationships of older adults, and I've been working in this area since 2001. I have a question to ask. If you had a sexual difficulty, would you know what to do? Would you seek help? Would you know where to go? Because sex is often seen as a private topic, it's one that's difficult to talk about. We don't always talk about it with our partner, our friends, and maybe not even with a health professional. It can be more difficult when there's social stigma, when society is telling us that we shouldn't be interested in sex at our age, or that we're dirty old men if we are. These are real examples from my research where older adults haven't sought help for a sexual difficulty for these reasons. We know that many older adults are sexually active and enjoy diverse sexual practices. In our study, we found that up to 91% of men and 78% of women aged 60 to 75 reported sexual activity during the last year. They also reported that intimacy and sex played an important role in their quality of life. Indeed, all participants who had a sexual partner attributed some importance to sex, with many rating it as very or extremely important. And this is related to the benefits of intimacy and sex, the main ones being around the emotional connection, so the togetherness and the feeling loved. But also there's a value from feeling desired. And of course, we must not forget about the pleasure from sexual activity. The older adults I've talked to while doing my research have themselves talked about sexuality in broad terms. So not just about the act of sex, but the intimacy, and that can take many forms, like playing footsie under the breakfast table. In fact, one of our most enduring findings from all the studies we've conducted today is to deal with the human connection, and by that I mean the central role that relationships play in our sexual lives. Be that the relationship with our partner or lover, the relationship we have with ourselves or with people who can help or unintentionally hinder our sexual pleasure. So, for example, the professionals we see, the doctors, the nurses, the therapists. As a society, we tend not to think about older adults as being sexually active or having sexual feelings. Culturally, we're socialised to associate all things sexual with young people. The adverts on television that use sexual imagery to sell, the intimate stories in soap operas that we watch on television, the messages in sexual health campaigns all tend to exclude older adults. And sometimes when older adults are included, it's in a derogatory way. For example, one advertisement for a French luggage company had an image of an older woman's torso. She was wearing beautiful lace underwear, but the strap line said, the old bag you'll actually love. These messages reproduce an ageist narrative and maintain the idea that older age is about decline, not something to look forward to, and certainly not something to celebrate. They are also deeply, deeply offensive. Things are starting to change slowly, and shows like Grace and Frankie, which is a sitcom on Netflix and stars Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, both older women, now that addresses sexuality head on. The characters don't shy away from the topic of sex and indeed by doing so they're changing the narrative and it does need changing. 
In our research, we've found health professionals don't always ask older adults about sexual issues, even if it's appropriate. For example, when the patient has a health condition that can directly affect sexual pleasure or sexual function. Common ones include high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, but there's many more, and they're medicines that can affect our sexual function or our libido. We've found this in the UK, Australia, and across Norway, Denmark, Belgium and Portugal, that doctors tend not to be proactive when it comes to older adult sexual issues. The reasons include their own personal embarrassment, a fear of offending the patient, feeling untrained, or because they assume that sex is not important to patients at their age. When a sexual difficulty is, it can be devastating, but high numbers of older adults don't seek help. We know from our research that those who do seek help don't do it straight away. They wait to see if it gets better on its own. They try different things, maybe like making lifestyle changes, so cutting down drinking, eating more healthy food, trying to stop smoking. They also might do some research on the internet and then it still might take months, maybe years, before they do seek help. Those who have built up the courage might not be met with a helpful response and we've heard instances of health professionals saying, well, what do you expect at your age? So imagine how it must feel to be dismissed in this way when sex is important to you and your relationship. Would you feel valued? Would you feel that your sexual rights had been respected? This podcast is part of a larger body of work which aims to tackle ageism in healthcare. We want to shoot down the stereotypes and raise awareness that sex and intimacy are normal parts of the life course which shouldn't be treated differently because of older age. As a psychologist, I know that one of the first steps towards this goal is to start a conversation that matters. And back in 2018, for Festival of the Mind, I worked with Pete McKee, who was an artist from Sheffield, on the exhibition The Age of Love. We designed 12 images and narratives, telling the story of Frank and Joy as they tried to deal with a sexual problem. And that's the story you've just listened to. Christopher Green took the story, he gave it a twist and created the audio play. And the result is a touching tribute to Frank and Joy and all other older adults who experience a sexual difficulty that they want to resolve. Taking a light-hearted approach makes the topic more accessible and it gets people talking. Art is a powerful way to communicate research findings and to make a difference. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to Frank and Joy as much as I have. Before I go, I want to say thanks to some really important people. Thanks to Christopher Green, who wrote and produced the play. He also played Frank. Thanks to Pete McKee and Team McKee for our original collaboration and for supporting the podcast. To Melanie Crawley, who played Joy. And last but not least, to the Festival of the Mind team. If you want to keep up to date with our Age of Love work, then visit ageoflove.org. The Age of Love Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe. We'll be publishing episodes every day of the festival. We'd love to hear your thoughts and responses on social media. Find us on Twitter at Festival Mind and at facebook.com forward slash Festival of the Mind. Oh.